are now tuned in to the Cosmic Combos Podcast, your number one source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace, you're now tuning to the Cosmic Convos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Herut. And we got the the man of the hour, brother Ra. How you doing, uh, brother? You know, enjoying life, brother. Being at peace and enjoying life. How about yourself? Same here. You know, it, 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 if all else fails, <laughs> the number one thing you got is peace, right? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day. Shoot, indeed. Um, but uh, before we get uh, get too far, I wanted to mind you all, remind you all that. This uh, podcast was brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group and Calaprusha Astrology and our patrons on Patreon. All right. I um, want to send a special shout out to um, Unk Ma'ai Hai, um, Ijala, um, and um, Kinameti. Um, Kinameti. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to all our Patreons. Um, you know, really showing a true support for what we do. Um, and, uh, we, we definitely, definitely appreciate, um, you guys, um, you know, wanting to see the podcast grow and, um, uh, us take it to the next level. Right. Um, what you, what you think about that, uh, brother, about that whole, the whole Patreon support, you know, model that, you know, we got going on. Um, uh, I appreciate it. First yeah. of all, first and foremost, it's it's appreciated, and uh, you know, I try to stay real busy. So if you don't necessarily hear immediately back, um, you're gonna hear it through here that it's appreciated. Uh, we we love the support, and it does help because we definitely want to do bigger, and better things with the format and the uh, the the way the show is gonna go. So we're looking forward to keeping it going and. The more Patreons we have, the better we can do as far as uh, keeping the show going. So, so much obliged and thank you once again. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's um, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's it's just, you know, what astrology is a is a is a very underappreciated type of science, I think, personally. And I, you know, I, I watch a lot of. Um, I like I, I like to watch a lot of little space shows and stuff like that, and I, I just think the world would be much better if astronomy and astrology was like you know two sides of the same coin once again. <laughs> once again, you know, I yes. Think, <laughs> I, I think we can we can go pretty far, you know. So, um, you know, um, just wanted to definitely shout you guys out for um helping that with because that's what we we doing with this you know we're doing doing a podcast trying to get it to the world but we want to legitimize the science uh with with you know precise you know prediction and you know relevant you know conversations about life you know through the lens of astrology so we definitely appreciate that um you know but um as far as um you know um our two entities push it forward group push it forward media group and Calaparusha, um you know you can find push it forward on instagram um you can find it on the website um push it forward.com p u s h i t f w d.com 
Um, both the Instagram and the website has the same type of spelling. Um, there we got short films. You can find this podcast on there. You can find us, our YouTube channel. Um, and you know, we got a lot of other things going up. You can get the Ninth Lord films um, from Push It Forward, which is, uh, you know, my um, film entity. And um, Brother Ra, um, you know, tell the people about Calaparusha. Yeah, you can hit me up through uh, Astrology at gmail.com. You can also get me up, hit me up on either Facebook or IG via Shechem Ross. So it should be the same tag on both FB and IG. Either one of those should definitely ring my bell. So get at me if you need me. Indeed, indeed. You know what? Speaking, uh, I know we was doing our little pre-show, um, a little talk and everything. Somebody did have a question. They wanted to know from mm-hmm. you, what is Calaparusha? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Mm, good question. Good question. Um, we can do a little pre-show kind of question Q and A real quick. That's we'll yeah. do that. So, Kalaparusha is basically it's um, would be termed to really kind of unpack it in a proper way. How? The supreme being as is personified as time, right? And when you say personified, meaning to make it a person, right? Or in likeness of a personage. And so, um, Kala Purusha, Kala, first word stands for time, literally, right? But Purusha, right? You you could say is man, but it's really really what it is is almost consciousness in man right and so to go deeper into really what the kalapurusha is it's almost symbolized as um each each sign is related to uh the body part of the supreme being so uh, the aries would be the head right of the kalapurusha uh Taurus would be the neck, right, of Kalaparusha. Uh, Gemini would be the arms and shoulders and hands of Kalaparusha and so forth. And so each one of these, when we understand it, it becomes, there's an, uh, there, another way of saying it is, it's called the cosmic man, right? Yeah. Because we're the microcosm that is inside of the macrocosm, which is Kalaparusha. So, Kalaparusha, in essence, is how the supreme being unfolds itself in time in regards to man, if that makes sense. It does. You know, go ahead. You was about to say something else? No. Okay. So so when you were saying that, you know, um, one of the reasons why I kind of, I like the North Indian style chart Mm -hmm. is because you can kind of see that that breakdown you were going through, it looks like a person to me. It does. <laughs> when I look at the way how the church, the way how the charts laid out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see the first house is the head. Second mm-hmm. house would be, you know, the face, right? The teeth, right? The mm-hmm. neck, the ears, right? The five senses in general, right? Most people don't know. If I want to know someone's senses, have keen senses, the second house, second Lord, or anything that's related to it can denote senses, right? Because we, you know, taste, touch, 
and smell, right, and hearing are all within the second house. So second house is all kinds of things. But in essence, right, that's why we can see it in such a way, because as above, so below, you're the microcosm, right? You're the uh, fractal, right, of the cosmic man. It's just folded in on itself so many times so that it has a pattern in such that those patterns are revealed through how the, the planets move in the heavens. So, you know, literally, like you're looking at the reflection of yourself as God on Earth. If if you really want to understand what Kala Purusha is all about, how can I see myself as the supreme being unfolding itself in time? Indeed, indeed, indeed. So yeah, um, yeah, I remember somebody did, you know, um, ask me that. So I, I kept forgetting to ask you. So you know, um, definitely appreciate you giving the people that breakdown indeed um so um you know piggybacking off of last episode um a lot of people a lot of people really we got some real good feedback for that relation um for that for that show i mean it was uh i think it's, it's, it's a very i think it's one of our best foundational shows just the way how it's laid out and you know, um, I know a lot of people that really had a, a deep respect, you know, a deeper respect for astrology after that, after that show, you know, um, how do you feel about that show, brother? Rob? Yeah, I've gotten a lot of feedback, a lot. Um, people said it. now they see that um, astrology is not just uh, something that is kind of contrived. It actually really is about patterns. And yeah, I mean, if you read books, um, um, I know you remember the the book that uh, Sus re uh, recommended um, on cycles. That was a Dewey. Yeah, Dewey. Yeah. Dewey is one. Yeah, um, Dewey. Yeah. Um, Nikolai Kondratev. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's another one. It's just studying time, <laughs> right? And these planets have a a mechanized kind of way of um, keeping that time. In fact, most people don't know that uh, Venus. Is actually almost as close to uh, the best timekeeping device uh, other than a computer. Hmm. Seriously, um, the Mayans um, used in their astrology, Venus was a major factor, and so yeah. um, literally, you can time Venus like like a metatonic clock, <laughs> right? It's that accurate, right? So, I mean, are you studying his time? That's what yeah. we just mentioned, Kala, Purusha, right? How time unfolds in regards to man's consciousness. Because right? animals are not going to perceive this. Lions are not going to perceive this, right? Only man, right? Yeah. Which is reflecting the with reflection of the supreme being can see these patterns. And so we're just reading patterns in time and space. Indeed. Indeed. And, um... You know, I think that's a good springboard to, you know, launch us right into today's topic, you know, um, so we can hit on, you know, what do you what do you do at that time? <laughs> Most of us right now. <laughs> 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 like having a good relationship with time, right? <laughs> right. Indeed. Yeah. And definitely uh, time is um, uh, what people have right now, if if, if anything. So. Um, 
I guarantee you, though, in, you know, in a lifetime, you know, most of us are going to have one thing that we feel can kind of guarantee our our future existence, and that's children. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, that's what today's topic is really going to be centered around: is you know, understanding how children are seen, you know, and kind of purviewed from an astrological lens, through an astrological lens. Um, we kind of talked about it a little bit last week, and that's why we're kind of taking it here this week and understanding, you know, we talked about those um, cycles that reveal, um, you know, the pattern and development of man's consciousness. You know, and yeah. Mars opposes itself, squares itself, and so forth. And, you know, the other planets do the same thing. Uh, this is development of man's consciousness. Um, and the funny thing is, you know, I uh, was watching something on video on YouTube, and YouTube is a very interesting land <laughs> because everything is <laughs> truncated, right? Everything yeah. is um, piecemealed, and you try to get these pieces, you try to see the whole, and it just doesn't work. If yeah. if it works for you, I'm not knocking it, but um, from my level of study, it doesn't. YouTube serves to be very entertaining <laughs> at best. But they had a show, uh, it was not a show, a video on there about the reticular activating system, the RAS. And they talked about how man's, this, what the, well, first of all, what the RAS does, the reticular activating system does is it's a filter for consciousness, right? Um, you, uh, your senses pick up uh, far more than you're aware Right. There's much more going on externally and internally. And if all these things were recorded on consciousness at once, you wouldn't be able to literally do anything. In fact, you probably um, uh, die from overexposure of things. Right. You go into shock, if you will. Mm -hmm. So in order to blunt that, right, the reticular activating system is in play and meditation learns to gradually re refine the layers remove the layers of the reticular activating system based on the methodology of the meditation system if it's proper but nonetheless back to the ras right so the lady was saying on here oh how you can change your reticular activating system to do all these different things and i just i find it entertaining that you never questioned, ask why, ask why the filters are there in the first place and who put them there and why, and why they were put there. Not only why, but what are the implications of changing those, those fil changing that filter of consciousness. And yeah. so it goes to show that, um, that focus, right? That, 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 um, that, Concentrating of consciousness, right, is all by grand design so that you can have an experience, what we call life. Right? Well, the fifth house, right, is a house that literally talks about intelligence, right? That's one of the things that it talks about in regards to the fifth house. If I want to see someone's intelligence, right, not how smart they are. Folks, there's a difference between being smart and intelligent, two different things. Right? Dogs are smart. Crows are smart. Most crows are just as smart as a two or three-year-old. Most people don't know that. Right? So, right, just because you can repeat a lot of words and you have a lot of ideas in your head and you can articulate yourself, that, that's smart. 
intelligence is how you use it, how you apply it. And can you learn from other people's mistakes? Can you go through life and apply different levels of thinking at different times, which is intelligence? Mm -hmm. Not just linear left brain Cartesian syllogistic logic, right? Yeah. Right. So intelligence, right, is kind of the gift that man has, right? That is on par with the supreme being. Would you agree? I agree with that. Right. Because your intelligence is the ability to mitigate all of your life, right? In regards to navigating it and putting it in a proper perspective. Some call it circumspection, right? Mm-hmm. Some call it um, delayed gratification, right? Hmm. Right, because right that light, that intelligence, gives you the ability to say, "Well, maybe I shouldn't use those words right now. Maybe I should be silent. Maybe I should listen. Maybe I should do something other than the normal route or response of what I'm going to do in order to elicit a different response." Right. So, right. Because if you're used to using the gift of gab, guess what? You may have a, a, a great literary palette and you've read and can say all kind of different things. But, yeah. right. Did you really use intelligence behind it? Did you um, use something of a higher nature, right, to, to guide that which is innately in you? And so that is the gift that can, that, is given to man from him to separate himself from what we consider kind of your lower nature. We call it your soul. And the soul has a very, very specific connection to the fifth house because see, when we have children, these are, these are souls, right? They're souls. They're coming through you, right? But they're a soul. Right. And like we say soul, like, well, what is that? Like, how do people say that's like a, a religious word? Well, not really. Right. Because if you understand that man has a consciousness and that man is beginning to realize, scientifically speaking, that consciousness goes far beyond the physical, tangible realm that we can see, smell, taste and touch. He's realizing that now. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, there's a study um, you can find, if, well, if you can find it, uh, there was a scientist by the name of Johann, uh, Johann Gratzky. And Johann Gratzky studied uh, the nature of electrons. And so he uh, actually learned how to capture electrons and uh, begin to study their nature and behavior in an isolated way, right? Per electron, so uh, there were, he performed an experiment and took an electron and isolated it and fired it. He fired it at, at an atomically impenetrable wall. Well, when the actual electron reached the wall, right, and an electron, folks, is a particle that has no barely hardly any mass, meaning no physical presence at all. But the electron reached the wall and stopped, right changed directions and he had made an incision on the other side up and to the right right where the the original uh place where he fired the electron where the electron stopped changed went direction went up and through 
the actual whole and right meaning in other words it had the ability to interpret its its surroundings and change course in order to avert right destruction that means that consciousness is on the level of an electron mm -hmm. even though it has a very robotic sure pre-described predetermined means of action it's limited but each right creature allows for that consciousness to express itself in a much grander and a much more refined and a much um, more interactive way. So from the electron all the way to man, consciousness is still the, the, the undergirding reality. And so when you realize that, that you are a being that ha is consciousness having some type of realization of itself and experiencing, then you, what we are, what we, they say you're woke, quote unquote. Right, it's kind of a strange word because you're always woke. You never not you're never not woke if you think about it. Even when you're sleep, even when you're sleep, you're still woke. <laughs> right, so kind of relative term, but nonetheless, <clears throat> right. When you understand consciousness, right, and how powerful intelligence is relating to that then you understand why we look at the fifth house as the most essential house of a chart it is the most essential more than any other house because once i know your intelligence level not your iq <laughs> not that right your true intelligence right then mm -hmm. i can see guess what i can begin to see i begin to see the choices that you make Mm. Or do you make choices? Even further said. Mm. Because consciousness, right, is right the the substratum, and what is in between your thoughts is still that same consciousness. So, if the the more you space you put in between those thoughts, the more breadth of consciousness you have, and then therefore the more intelligence you have. And the fifth house is a is what is called a spiritual house. One, five, and nine are the spiritual houses. They're called the trichona or the dharma houses. Dharma mm -hmm. means purpose. You can't have purpose without focus. And usually without intelligence, there's no purpose, no focus. So these things begin to unravel like why, is, or why are children, right? Why are we looking at children through the fifth house? Why is there a connection? That's how we begin to see that there's something inherent in our children and in what's going on through our own consciousness, through our own ability to focus, through our own innate ability to understand who and what we are. See, whenever you have a strong fifth house, a person automatically comes to earth generally knowing what they're supposed to do. Right? So the, by extension, when you know what you're here to do, then you have the propensity, right, to choose things in a different way. Yeah. Children don't come by accident. You think they do. They said, oh, I, I got pregnant by accident. No, you did. <laughs> <laughs> no it's no such a thing right <laughs> right when that you got to think about the odds when the sperm meets the ovum right the odds are different you're here by a million to one odds 
see, we, we take it for granted because there's a million, billion people here. So we kind of stop. Uh, no, you are here by a million and one shot. I mean, that specific combination specifically made you. That's why when you have siblings by the same person, they come out different. Even though they have some similarities that they're different, right? Because yeah. there's a consciousness, there was a, a, a matrix that was uh, inherent, right, in that ovum and sperm interaction, which produced the necessary vehicle to harbor that soul so it can learn the necessary lessons through the family, through the lineage, through all of that. We can see all of that through the, through the destiny, through the chart. Siblings are seen through the third and the eleventh house. So literally, right, when you're born, that soul incarnates, right? The next line from you has already been predetermined. Pretty much. Because your propensities, right, are already in the chart. It takes a great deal of effort to overcome those propensities. It can be done. And has been done, but it takes a great deal of uh, spiritual uh, ability to overcome what you call your destiny, to change the course of it. So it's not likely to happen. 90% of the world doesn't even know that it's possible. So, <clears throat> and I say it's possible in the small, in the sense of when you get to that level, it's a whole different understanding of life in the first place so yeah it can change but your perception has changed as well so you're not living a life like a normal what we call everyday average person so it, the context of the conversation is null and void anyway but back to what we all experience for the most part right when you have a child right think about what goes into getting to that child you have to attract someone or you were attracted to someone. If you used your intelligence, <laughs> you chose what? Chose Why? well. Yeah. Well, guess what? The fifth house, right, is the gain, right, from the marriage, which is the seventh house. If you count to the fifth house, it's 11 houses away. So that means, and the eleventh house is the natural eleventh house, is what or what is termed as the house of gains. So literally, the gains that you get are from how you choose your mate. Yeah, right? but if you chose because you have intelligence, which denotes the fifth house, right? Then there is a obvious symbiotic. Interconnection between the two. So then we understand that now, oh, well, when you have children, right, these children are born from your consciousness. They're literally mm -hmm. a reciprocate, a receipt of your inner your inner workings. You ever see someone's children that just disruly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's yeah. your bottom dollar. They always, my grandma used to always say, baby. The apple don't fall too far from the tree now. <laughs> like, oh, I get it, right? Yeah. It's, it's, and it, there's always exceptions to the rule. But for them, and this always can be seen to the chart as well. But mm -hmm. for the most part, right, you'll still see, right, that there is some affinity between the, the parent, of course, and the child, both parents. So now yeah. we understand that the consciousness of a being, right, 
is always at work, whether it's developed or undeveloped. If it's undeveloped, you make poor choices. Poor choices mm-hmm. denote poor mates. Poor mates denote poor mating habits, and poor mating habits denote children that usually come through with a karmic debt that has already been pre-prescribed from the parents that already carried the debt in the first place. Yeah, that's deep. Right, so the fifth house, right, when we talk about children, well, the fifth house talks about what we call past life credit. Yeah. Now, what we just like these are like kind of like coin terms, if you will, right? What it means is, first of all, and let's talk about a little astrology for a sidebar, quick second. So, the fifth house is akin to the fifth sign, right? I said mm-hmm. akin to, not the same. They're similar, they have a relation to one another. But the fifth sign is Leo. And the natural ruler, the planet that governs, rules, or controls Leo, is the sun. Yeah. So the sun, right, in astrology, can be read as what is called the Atma, or the soul. Right. The Atma is really a better term. We also call mm-hmm. it the Ba in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the Atma, right, in... Um, uh, in uh, Santana Dharma terms or Hindu terms, right? Indian terms. It's called the Atma, right? And in fact, it still has a connection to Atum, which is in Kemet. That's a whole other story. But the Atma, right, <clears throat> is the being that is inherently within and behind all other beings. So the soul is what we're talking about. The thing that exists beyond physical, beyond space and time, beyond, right, from, that carries you from life to life, right? It's the thread of consciousness in which the lives uh, are kind of, our lives are beaded upon. That's what your soul is. Even when I, people say, what is it? It's the thread of consciousness in which, uh, upon which, right, the beads of your lives are strung upon. So each life becomes a bead, but that consciousness is the string that strings them all together. That means that's the thing, that's the, that's the awareness behind the reticular acti- activating system, right? That you can go behind that and then witness what comes up through the reticular activating system and goes down as well when you begin to meditate properly, right? So that's what your soul is right some it performs as your conscience also the fifth house right i can see your conscience do you have a conscience do you care about what you're doing do you use your conscience in a way that might be detrimental towards others that can be seen through the fifth house right so Literally, the soul or the atma or the consciousness that links us from one one existence to the next, right, is seen through the sun in a chart. Right? And the sun being the natural ruler of Leo, which is akin to the fifth sign, which connects it connects it right to the fifth house. Then we know why when we say the fifth house is the house of Porva, Punya, or past life credit, 
because we can see if there's a planet there how your past lives were pretty much kind of cons cons lived for the general most part all the way up until this point mm -hmm. it right and that provides you gifts so do you, i guess let me explain to you what i mean in more depth and then we'll tie it right back to children so someone that does something of, <clears throat> of greatness right requires focus would you agree Absolutely. That's the, that's the so main recipe. If you're a great musician, musician, you require great focus, right? Yeah. If you're a great teacher, you require great focus because you have to study, right, across vast, right, vast uh, areas and genres uh, of, of information, right? Yeah. If you're a great athlete, right, requires great focus, right? If you're a great whatever it is that you do, and I'm saying great as in the sense of elevating you above the common man in the gifts or the area of expertise that you focus upon. If the, the gifts that you're given to and the area of expertise that you focus upon yields your gifts and your gifts, if they're elevated to a high level, right, requires great focus, therefore giving you the ability to carry that through to the next life, if that makes sense to you. And usually people of those caliber and of those degrees are very meritorious or very conscientious in their actions, habits, and behaviors. Does that, does that bring the fifth house a little bit more to understanding of why we look at it from a past life perspective as far as your karma and what you kind of bring with you. Yeah, absolutely. So if you've done that enough in a past life, let's say if you're a, a great uh, mathematician, right? Mm -hmm. Usually seen through the 11th house, Mercury, um, certain combinations, and also the 5th house as well. Mm -hmm. Because remember, the essence of the fifth, well, let's talk about it. The essence of the fifth house is to create, right? Yeah. But remember, if you focused all these different past lifetimes on, let's say, math or science or um, uh, construction, architecture, whatever it is, right? That consciousness has been imprinted, right? That bead yeah. has made a very impactful weight on the string of consciousness so guess what happens the next life you what boom right have those gifts which we call poor vapunya jupiter in the fifth house right you're actually you are very close to the supreme being in many regards provided jupiter is fairly fairly placed fairly well yeah right? So you focused on God or the supreme being or religion to a maximal level in the past life. Right? So, and there's other things that can go along. There's other things you can denote from that. But all of these to be said is what is being said is that in essence, right, all those gifts come through and then they push through and they have the drive or need to create something on this physical plane. Well, in order to do that, right, there's, several ways we can do that physically speaking it's children but the children are usually because they're poor Volponia, which is the fifth house are born with the gifts of the parents many times hmm. 
and then sometimes it might skip a generation, but guess what? It's still from the same line. Yeah. Now, does that make sense a little bit more? Why that light, that consciousness comes through and says, well, this being will come through you because you fixated your consciousness, your light in such a way that this being now has to filter through you in order to achieve similar goals in its own destiny. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's like, you know, you got a certain thing that you need to do in the incarnation and you need the right, you know, you need the right vehicle to go through the right, you know, thing, right set of experiences to actually be able to manifest that. Absolutely. And so the fifth house is how we see if you're born with those sets of experiences that are gifted to you. That so let's put it to you like this. Usually, right? 75, 80% of the time, Mercury's in the fifth house. The person is born with a child that is very intelligent. Mm -hmm. Straight up. I've seen it over and over. Like the child is pretty smart. Now, of course, the father also has some propensity, right? But if I see through the mother, she has Mercury in the fifth. I know she herself is going to be impactful to that child through Mercury in the fifth because she herself brings those gifts. Hmm. I see through the father's chart as well, though. Let's say he has Saturn. Let's say he has Saturn in the fifth, right? Still going to be, right? The mother is going to have that impact and the father is going to have an impact based on how Saturn is placed as well. But you read them kind of a composite and then you read the person's chart to see what the composite looks like. Hmm. Right. Like my mother has son in the fifth house. I have Jupiter in the fifth house. So, right. And when you read the chart, well, guess what? Um, through my mother, right. I'm her only child. I have hmm. children on my father's side. My brothers and sisters on my father's side, but on my mother's side. Well, in her chart, son is in the fifth house. Anytime you see son in the fifth house, usually the child person has one child. I'm like, wow. And you see it over and over and over. When you natively have son in the fifth house many times, right, it can cause, right, you to have one child. Why? It's interesting. About why. So the sun, right, is when we talked about it's the Atma, right? Yeah, it's the focus. <clears throat> it's the focus, right? It's concentration. It's mm -hmm. things that are, right? That's what the sun is. It's just concentrated gas, right? To a point where it, it, it didn't ignite. But it set itself into what we call fusion, right? Or it's a fusion a fusion chamber, right? So it it combusted enough to almost ignite, but if you will, to become alive, right? And then itself, so it's self born, right? So the sun, that's why we use the sun as the symbol for the soul, because it's self born. Hmm. Right. Nothing came and turned it on. It turned on from within. Yeah. So when you understand that from an astronomical perspective, right, the astrological perspective is means that it's that part of us that when we turn it on, right, we become self-aware. We become light, right? We project light, right? The sun is the greatest teacher, just like, like actually the sun is the light in and of itself. It, 
it represents the ability to shine. It represents the ability to impart light to others. Right? So, when you understand that that sun is hot in and of itself in the fifth house, even though it's light, it's not going to it's not going to stop the children because it's light. It's not going to stop them all the way, but it's hot enough or concentrated enough or focused enough to where it only allows that one being through. Right. It's just when you begin to understand how it works is phenomenal. Right. Each planet in the fifth house is a very different twist on how children manifest themselves in a person's chart. And you want to usually see if a person has something in the fifth house that gives you an understanding that they do have uh, the innate and not everyone has it. Some people, everyone has something that they've come to do because everyone has a fifth Lord. The fifth Lord can yeah. be extremely well placed, even though there's no planet in the fifth house. I don't want people to start looking at their chart and start saying, wait a minute, I don't have anything in the fifth house, brother. No. <laughs> right everyone has right just because you don't have a planet in the fifth house doesn't mean it's not uh, activated and uh doing things in the chart and you don't come with gifts and all those things that's not what i mean i mean that in order to understand if someone has like an innate propensity right for things of a nature based on whatever talent it is you look to the fifth house because it's where we, sh it's literally the intelligence that we have. And so it kind of shines through. That's like the sun, the planet, the sun. It's something that shines through with a person. Then you have to say it, it's just their gift. Well, a child is a gift too. They carry the same propensities and they have a, the ability to carry on your, 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 to facilitate your essence beyond yourself. Right, that one child you can have one person can, that can change the world. It takes one. Right. So understanding that that need, that urge to manifest something beyond ourselves is the fifth house. Not and from some people might say, what about the tenth house? I thought that was career. No, tenth house is not career per se. Right. 10th house is the height of your existence. It's the it's the the pinnacle of what it is that you are here to do. But you you're here to do other things within the context of that as well. So the 5th house always shows us if someone has that propensity to do something that is going to exist beyond themselves in this plane whether it be through physically, through children, or mentally through works of art, right? Through literary works, right? Um, many times you'll see that people with the fifth house damaged by a malefic planet, they're only, it's only damaged in the physical plane, but in the mental plane, they're high thinkers, they're, they're deep philosophers, they're... Um, uh, profound uh, conceptualists meaning that they can come up with ideas and different i mean it's the fifth house is a very powerful house so just because someone might be shut down in the physical plane from having children they many times will produce something on the mental plane that will outlast themselves from a very long time um 
and I don't have any, I, sh I should have pulled some charts to, to kind of support this, but the kind of individuals I'm speaking about is Shakespeare, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Mozart, right? Go check their charts and see if something's going on tight with the fifth house. I can guarantee you probably, I, I can pretty, I put my money on it, you're going to see it. Right. I put my money on it, right? So, and, you know, Shakespeare, some people say, is not even a real person. They say he's right, Sir Francis Bacon. That's a whole other story, right? But Sir Francis mm -hmm. Bacon, story, Sir, Sir Francis Bacon chart, I have seen, and that fifth house is lit up. Right? So, you know what I mean? Like, you just there's certain things when you just begin to study it on a general level. You just look at very general things, and you see these things very quickly. Right. So when you look at a person's child and say, oh, that child is bright. Why would you say bright? What planet would we indicate this bright? The sun. Right. Yeah. Which is the, the natural ruler of the fifth sign, which again connects it to the fifth house, because the fifth house is that connection. It makes you bright, intelligent. Right. Um, all around. Right. And usually that brightness and intelligence denotes compassion. They go usually hand in hand. Right. Now, what if there's a malefic? That person still may very well be, let's say Mars is the propensity that the person brings through the fifth house. And they have a very strong Mars in that, in that placement. Mars can very much be military science. Hmm. Right. That person was a general or a high uh, level uh, military leader in some past existence, very recently, usually. Mm -hmm. And so that person can now bring those gifts with them, right, in the, in, in the means of, 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 of national defense, of self-defense, of whatever it is that uh, militaristic or martially you're trying to apply it to. Mm -hmm. right? so, and they still may be, be very much compassionate. They just may not be a nice person. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right, they're there to protect. Right, they're not there to you know cuddle and console. They're there to protect. So you know, what I mean, each and but guess what? On the physical plane, though, that's that kind of it, it it reduces right the chance or probability for children to come through in an easy way. Right, I think I think one. Um I think we might have a long time ago might have even looked at this chart. I'm sure you have it, um, Mother Teresa. Right, right. What's her chart? What's her uh, fifth house going on with it? What's going on with it? Uh, she got Saturn and Moon in there. Moon is in, is the um, eighth Lord. Um, she's Sag ascendant. Right. So no children. Hmm. Right. And it's debilitating. Yep. Right. <clears throat> so knowing that it's debilitated. That person has doesn't have the propensity, right, to produce physical life on this plane. But where's the fifth Lord? I bet you it shows exactly what it's I'm about to tell you. It's in a knife. Rest my case. <laughs> right, because the ninth house is the fifth from the fifth. The ninth mm. house is right. The house of what you would say is related to as uh, the supreme being. Right. Yeah. So they're that just elucidated exactly what right, thank you, brother. Thank you. Right. 
I mean, I don't have to necessarily look at a chart to know this is always going to come out dead ringer every time. Yeah. Right. That's just that's the, that's the faith that I have in a system that works. Right. Um, not blind faith. <laughs> right. No. Uh, but um, you know, that's that. It just shows it. You know, this person's not gonna have children in this physical plane, but the person's connection to the supreme being is that of which the person is going to produce, and they're a Sagittarius. They're going to produce right that need to disseminate right the connection to to the Most High right by way of sacrifice, by way of denying their own ability to produce something on this realm. That what they produced was that which was because her name now has an established right when you say that compassion you kind of i'm going to say not from those from the old older generation you would think of mother Teresa. i mean she kind of her name goes with that right yeah yeah she's a she's still alive her consciousness is whenever you speak someone's name their consciousness rings them that renders them 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 there or renders them accessible that's why you call upon the name of your ancestors mm-hmm. right? so right that's why the ren in in comedic in the comedic tradition is a part of your spirit yeah right and you have different names to fit different parts of your spirit but nonetheless so <clears throat> Understanding what we've just talked about, right, and using Mother Teresa as kind of a segue to really talk about that. Now, let's talk about Jupiter in the fifth house. Let's talk about children and the planets that kind of would impact that fifth house and what it just generally will look like real quick, right? So we talked about the sun, right? The moon yeah. in the fifth house, generally, that person is going to be very creative in the sense of... Um, artistry um in the sense of music usually uh, moon and music have a very uh strong connection in astrology venus too right but the moon is remember the moon is the feeling and the mood of something and they like to constantly be in this mood so they're thinking they're and they have a very powerful memory well i think we can call upon somebody uh to prove that point and guess what type of in fact you know astrology is so beautiful it's just i can just pull some out random and just show you right so do you know do you remember there was a chart we did with a brother with the moon in the fifth house oh half hmm. brother but he's still a brother <laughs> good old dear old barack obama oh yeah right yeah right Mary moon's in the fifth is a mm-hmm. brother has a very powerful memory, right? Not only that, but the type of children it's going to produce is what female children, yeah. And he has girls, yep, two girls, right? Just like the son will produce one boy or one child that is very independent, of course, right? Mm-hmm. To be a female too. Are you seeing this? Like this is, but think about the mind of this individual, and it's exalted, right? Yeah. So this yep. brother has a very powerful mind, 
right? His mental capacity is very tied in, much tied in with his intelligence. He has a very strong intelligence through the ability to to harness and harbor things in his in his consciousness, in his subconsciousness. He can retain things. That's the power of the moon in the fifth. Right? Because he's not like musical type guy, right? Not a he's not someone that we consider musically oriented. Yeah. But he has a very powerful mind in the sense that the retentive power of what it of what it what he has and what he did with that retentive power shows the intelligence. He applied it very well. Yeah. In an exalted way. You see what I mean? That's what we yeah. do. Right. Um and we'll we'll do one more. We're not gonna do them all. I thought about it. We're not gonna do them all because we we'll right we'll do that some other time. We'll kind of do maybe a a, a planetary type uh, a house a show on each house maybe someday in the future. Right? We'll kind of yeah. run through that. But we got a billion shows to we do. Got lots of shows to do, folks. So stay tuned. Let's <laughs> keep you tuned in, right? So right, little carrot trick for you. But nonetheless, right? Let's talk about. Let's say let's pick another planet. Let's do a malefic, a real harsh one. Let's do K two. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I've seen it. Yeah. K two's hard. <laughs> right. Um yeah, K two. So usually now remember, right, for a male and female, this is gonna be different folks. And we're gonna talk about female kind of stuff in another show very coming up very soon, right? More than likely the next show we'll see. Right, but mm. female horoscopy is different from male horoscopy. We read it differently. Yeah, right? it's not read the exact same way. Right, in Western sense, maybe so. I'm not sure. I don't think so. But I'm not a Western adept. I studied it for about a year and saw it didn't work, so I moved on. Not for me anyway. But anyway, yeah. Um. So <clears throat> when we look at a chart, right. Remember, I talked about a couple of words in the beginning. We said fifth house is the womb, right? If I yeah. didn't mention that, there's a couple of words associated with it. It's the womb and also an umbrella, right, which is the fifth house. And it, that directly ties to children, right? Other things as well, because anytime you're learning something astrologically, it can be applied on multiple levels and multiple layers, right? The same thing. So... For a woman with fifth house K two, K two in the fifth house, right? It's a very challenging situation. Uh, many times, right, uh, wherever K two is placed, uh, it creates something is what is called it's permeable. Orically speaking, it's orically permeable, meaning that it renders that particular part of that person's um, being with holes. That can be kind of um, uh, that can allow things to come through, right? And so the womb is a place that needs to be tight, because if the fifth house for a woman specifically is her womb, yeah, right. The seventh house is yes, her womb too. Yes, most people say, well, what about the other fifth, seventh house is sexual organs and internal sexual organs? Yes, it is. Yes, however. Where it sits is the fifth house. It sits in the abdominal cavity. And the fifth house is the abdomen in the sense of Kala Purusha, right? 
great that you that someone asked that question and you posed it. Awesome that you did that because then we can use that to tie it right back to understanding when we look at a chart and see the fifth house for a woman. It's literally her womb. The the abdom, abdominal kind of uh, setup so that you know wherever she holds in there is going to be okay. Because remember, the woman's belly swells. Yeah. It doesn't just stay in that little small. It gets huge. And so that fifth house is that pregnant. That Whenever you see a woman pregnant, that's the fifth house. Mm-hmm. Right. If I want to see how a woman's pregnancy is going to be, fifth house. So with K2 there, right, from one, it be it may be very challenging to conceive. Yeah. Why? Well, the past life, right, has some um, things that, that have... Um, kind of put you in a space where you've already been there, done that kind of deal. So it detaches you from the real need to have children. But the strange thing is that at the same time, the person has such a propensity, a memory of having children, they usually have a very kind of a love-hate relationship with their children when they mm -hmm. manifest. Yeah. It's very hard for someone, especially a woman with K2 in the fifth, to conceive many times. And when she does, usually there is an ordeal. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and this is just because that, uh, that person comes through this life to experience that um, I want to take you from here and put you into a social atmosphere, to a place where you learn social skills, right? Where you learn to come out of, right? Being in the internal sense of things to the external. The 11th house is a very externalized house. Friends, social networking, learning people skills, right? Mm -hmm. That's 11th house, right? Um, learning to um, have long-term goals, fulfill those goals, right? Right? You can't do that with children. Most people don't. I mean, it's very hard to do, rather, in the in mm -hmm. the grand sense of the of scheme, of grand scheme of things. When you're focused on children, usually you're a homemaker, right? Yeah. But this time, I want you out of that. I want you into the realm of the will and deal, right? Into the hustle of the hustle and bustle, if they, if you will, right? Socializing, mingling, right? Connecting, building, that's all 11th house. So this person is being called out, right? But they have usually a strong connection because the fifth house is a house that connects you to the past life. So the lingering of that creates that separation and it opens that person up. So when the sea comes, it literally usually doesn't stay very long. Right, and so they have to do usually uh, measures and things that go beyond that circum that circum circumvent that, and they that do they do have a child, but the first child still has to fulfill the mandate of the fifth house, right? Yeah, and so that first child filling the fifth house mandate usually is a child that is challenged. I'm mm -hmm. I'm serious, I y'all, I've watched it, <laughs> right, firsthand. So when the child comes out challenged, they usually come out gift. They come out autistic. 
um, savants, mm-hmm. um, ADHD, um, some type of disorder, sometimes even physically so, handicapped many times. Mm-hmm. Because that fifth house has the propensity to carry you to understand, right, that this life on that level is not commensurate with physical comfort or physical um, pliability. It's there to be a challenge so that you detach. When you're done, you will detach. (laughs) And you you will then look to the 11th house. You will look to social networks, clubs, uh, uh, growing uh, organizations, right? Putting yourself into right, the the mix of 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 life itself, right? Yeah. Because then you'll let go. That's how life teaches you its lessons. Because it says, "Look, when you're done with this, you will still love your child, but you'll, you 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 you've had your full your fill this life, right?" Rahu is the opposite. And we won't get into Rahu in the fifth, right? But just know, right, that need or desire want to have children to that next level or to produce something beyond yourself of a greatness or to have something exist of yourself beyond your physical life, right, becomes an insatiable desire. But there's also the flip switch on that too, right? Because Ketu and Rahu do flips. They invert reality. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they do right they invert yeah. reality they change reality right they cause things to <laughs> uh, shift right as you can well see in this day and age right so right understanding that you know that fifth house is literally the go-to and the drive-in, like that's you just drive into that and start unpacking it very quickly. You see the person and their children, their intelligence, their propensity to produce things on a higher level, right? Because they're all interconnected. Right? The children usually have those same gifts as well, right? Child comes out very much just like the parent, and the the child many times in ancient times, in fact. Would carry on the line, the lineage of the of the parent in carrying on the traditions and the work and the skill set and the craft and so forth. That's usually yeah. with the natural ancient order of things, and that can seem that's usually that's kind of like what the fifth house kind of denotes. I mean, the fifth house is much more than this, y'all, right? But when it comes to let's say what we talked about the umbrella, remember as you age. And you get to a certain level, if you've invested consciousness into your children wisely enough, if you invested into your children wisely enough and use that consciousness and the, those gifts, then when you do become older, they become an umbrella. They become your shelter, right? They can protect you. Hmm. So, <clears throat> right, when you neglect it, well, then, then. Usually lies the opposite effect. So, <clears throat> nonetheless, right? These things are kind of inside of the fifth house, right? The fifth house is much more than that. But we're talking about children and understanding how do children connect through the chart through the fifth house. Now, the planet that we look to is Jupiter. Yeah. Right. If there's a connection 
strong connection or well, let's say aspect from Jupiter to the fifth house that person's children are phenomenal they usually have very phenomenal children right when I say phenomenal they're phenoms they're people that excel right when Jupiter aspects the fifth house because Jupiter is the Karaka or significator or indicator right of children in a chart yeah Jupiter is the Karaka for the fifth house. I guess we'll give the people one more, right? We'll say, we'll talk about Jupiter in the fifth, right? So Jupiter in the fifth, there's a statement that says when one, when a planet that is a, when a Karaka is placed in its own house, it becomes a bad thing, right? Hmm. Kind of real quick, right? So Mars, right? In the third, kind of so, right? Right. Venus in the seventh, kind of so, right? Too much. Mm. Sun yeah. in the ninth, because the sun is a Karaka of the ninth. Venus is a Karaka of the seventh. Mars is Karaka of the third, right? So it's too much yeah. of that thing in that house. What does that really mean? You think like they they have all these old statements, and you have to figure it out. Like what? <laughs> and, you know, thankfully, I've had some pretty good, you know, instructors and teachers and gurus. But sometimes you, it's still not ready made, made ready plain until you study deep enough, and then it makes sense. So, whenever you have a a planet, let's say we got to talk about Jupiter. I want to take us out of the scope of children, but. Jupiter in the fifth house, Jupiter produces, right? They say it's not good, right? It's not healthy to have the Karaka, the planet that is signif signifies that house in that house. Well, Jupiter signifies the fifth house. It, it literally indicates children. So you would think that Jupiter in the fifth would be naturally positive. But there's an old mathematical statement that says, right? Sometimes... It, Math, relatively speaking, right? Two positives don't always equal the next. It does mathematically speaking, yes, but just like two negatives equal a positive, the same thing. Too much of something can be a negative, right? So yeah. Jupiter produces high-mindedness. Mm -hmm. It has the propensity to literally elevate that person into spiritual sciences, bar none, right? So they come with that gift. They come with the gift of having the ability to foresee the future, which is the fifth house as well. So they get all these gifts, but they have so much investment in higher knowledge, there's something that suffers. Mm -hmm. The children. Yeah. And so you can't usually, can't serve two masters, right? It's very difficult to have a very high-minded Right, philosophical, uh, spiritually oriented type career, and at the same time facilitate children on a hands-on level on a constant basis. Right, because both require inordinate amounts of time. Mm -hmm. So, when you have Jupiter in the fifth, not aspecting the fifth, it does produce a separation between the two, between the parent. And the child. 
but the children come out very intelligent right so they almost come out self-sufficient to some degree so they themselves carry on some of the propensities of Jupiter in the fifth does it make sense because the father innately or the mother innately has the propensity to be a high thinker already the child comes in through that through that level and because the person's usually in that oriented in that field or that activity of life the child has to have something that would at least help it produce or grow fast enough to keep up with the lack of the parent parental influence in the first place yeah it's a give and take it makes sense. I I I know I know quite a few people with that, and I can see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good children, yeah. but they're not the the bond is not like like glue, right? It's like they're there. I'm here. They're they're taken care of. They're supported. They're they're they have what they need. They're getting education, right? Mm-hmm. And usually, children are very educated. You ju- you just see it, but. The relationship between the parent and child is not commensurate with what you would consider as a loving parent-child because the parent is, again, absolved into higher order things. So that's many times when you begin to understand, oh, now I see why too much of one thing is not good. Yeah. Because it, it, you know, it creates this different relationship between the, the intent of that thing being overkill, ha- having uh, overkill in that area. So just Venus in the seventh house does the same thing. <laughs> right? People say, oh, you would want Venus in the seventh house. Not really. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I've seen it over and over. Right? And we won't get into it, but just remember Venus is looking back up on the ascendant from the seventh. Mm-hmm. So, nonetheless, right? <clears throat> you know, that's just kind of a, a quick way we understand, you know, how to look at the relationship between, you know, really what children are and what their view, how what they are, and how they're viewed through the context of astrology. Why they come through that particular area and vector of the fifth house and Jupiter as well, because Jupiter, of course is the indicator of high intelligence of knowledge but also of under of, of growth expansion and that's what you know again that sh- those children represent as well uh, when you in ancient times when you had a lot of children you know you had a lot of wealth right because yeah. jupiter is also wealth and jupiter also means that the, the children cannot Jupiter being in a very substantial place in the chart means that in ancient times you had enough people to work what you had going on. If you mm-hmm. had uh, land, right? You had people to work. If you have a business, you have somebody to operate it, right? There's, it, it was a, it was a, it was considered wealth in ancient times, right? Now children are more of an asset. It seems that, I mean, the liability now just seems an asset. But, you know what I mean, nonetheless, that's just the days and times we live in. Yeah. But for the most part, right, that's why you understand that all these kind of inner meanings, inner connections, right, between why Jupiter represents wealth, Jupiter represents children, Jupiter represents knowledge, right? 
it represents expansion of consciousness right and the fifth house just does just that it does the exact same thing right produces children expands your consciousness right you you know um i came across something real interesting um the other day um i was watching um a nova show on uh called planets came out like last year i think Mm -hmm. and um it was talking about the you know creation of our solar system right Mm -hmm. so you know just to kind of brief it up a little bit you know the way how you know we you you talked about the sun and then you talked about jupiter right Mm -hmm. the first two planets or you know you had the sun that came through first jupiter was the next one Mm -hmm. and jupiter is the second um you know um planet second planet that gives the most gravitational pull second to the sun right and jupiter threw a asteroid into the earth that enabled the earth's waters to become you know um what they are today from being acidic you know oceans to being something that is a bringer of life <laughs> man look man if i really did it, brother, <laughs> about the whole way if we really did you know people say oh that's kind of reaching when i start talking about the science behind what we practice in astronomy and how we use it astrologically you cannot deny that jupiter it has certain roles in regards to how it what it does in the solar system and how it reads astrologically it just it it works perfectly so jupiter being the largest planet and it's magnetic the the um um the magnetic field around jupiter is 10 size 10 times its size Mm -hmm. so that means you would be able to see it from the earth at night almost like the moon It'd be that large. That's how big its magnetic field is. So, I mean, we get into it, right? But nonetheless, right, you're absolutely right. All those planetary uh, things have a direct propensity and connection to the astronomy is the astrology. That's what you're studying. You're just studying a right brain expression of it on the astrological side and a left brain expression of it on the astronomical side. Same thing. Indeed, we got to get an astronomer on here one day. I'm, 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 we do. I'm, I'm looking for him. <laughs> I'm trying to find one. <laughs> we do. I definitely do. So you know that really um, it shows, right? That as above, so below. What we're studying literally is how to read, right? How to unpack how the supreme being manifests itself. In every single life on this planet, no matter how small, not having seemingly insignificant, right? That string of consciousness, that peace that the Supreme gives, the Supreme Being gives us of itself to literally go through life, to be able to have these experiences and to repeat it, provided that we need to repeat it, or to move on, provided we can move on. Understanding how that ties into every, the children tie into all of those things. The astrology and the astronomy literally speak to the fact that you are a being that is going to exist outside of this space and time and you're going to reincarnate. That's the only way astrology could be valid if reincarnation is real. 
And if children are born, and we know they're born through parents that have certain propensities and then so forth and so forth and so forth all the way down, and then we they birth children that have certain propensities, right? That means that astrology in and of itself, right, is a science that can study those karmic propensities all the way through down to the to the nth degree. I can see your children's children, right? And I can see your forefathers through your chart. That's why it's so potent to understand how when we look at a chart, the first thing you the most important thing you do, if you know what you're doing, is to look to the fifth house. You automatically will know almost about 40 to 50 percent of how the person is going to manifest their destiny in this given life. <laughs> because you'll know generally the patterns of consciousness. All the other all the other ones, yes, they do the same thing. But the fifth house shows literally how you are going to come into this world and use your intelligence. Children are a byproduct of intelligence. If you lack intelligence, you will choose improperly and usually mate with someone that will give a karmic debt that is more than you probably would want to bear. That's why we <laughs> use this science. It's yeah. not personal, right? It's not saying that someone Mars in the fifth house you shouldn't be married to, right? It's not saying that. It's not saying with someone Saturn in the fifth house or Saturn con conjunct the fifth lord, right? You, you, I shouldn't marry that person. Not by any means. It's saying that when you use your intelligence wisely, you're going to look deep before you leap. You're going to make sure that the person is karmically matched to you and spiritually matched to you so that when you produce something of worth, whether it be a child, whether it be something of a literary work, work of art, whatever it is, a masterpiece of any kind, right? You're going to link yourself with someone that is going to help you to produce something of a value that's much greater than yourself and those that are around you. That's how we use this science. And so, that's how our ancestors were able to produce societies that literally lasted for 4,000 years. You don't do that by, by haphazardly mating. Yeah. Called dynasties. Right? When we start really understanding the implications of this science, right? The fifth house is the, is the fifth sign, right? And akin to the fifth house, is understanding how destinies are made, how dynasties are created through those destinies, because that they're interconnected. That's how we use it to navigate and move forward. If you want someone, if you're trying to birth a warrior, it'd be best to birth them at a certain time when that Mars is in a certain position. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> right. It'd be best, to, I mean, this is how spiritual science is used, right? It's not just to get out of situations or to avoid situations. It's to manifest situations. Yeah. And children are, 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 are not, they're not, a, they're not outside that context, right? So when you're mating, you want to, if you can, use the time properly to say, hey, you know, in nine, in nine months from now, where will the planets be? Mm -hmm. 
if we, if you impregnated, if a woman says, look, I want you to impregnate me right now because I know this is going to produce this type of being. Think about it from this perspective. Nine months ago, if someone had gotten pregnant, they would have a child with an exalted Mars right now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <Had> they, <laughs> right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Exalted Mars with a conjunct uh, 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 Saturn in its own Saturn. sign. Yep. Yeah. Right? So if we wanted to produce that, let's say our own African uh, Schwarzkopf, right? General Schwarzkopf or uh, the next great Colin Powell. Right, <laughs> just using them as example, right? For example, but right, or the next great Hannibal Newton, right? Or Hannibal, or whatever, right? That yeah. person's gonna have to have that Mars and Cap, or somewhere Mars is gonna have to be like tip top tight. Yeah, right. That's how we begin to. If we want to produce a great spiritual leader, well, we need Jupiter tight, right? Well, Jupiter makes a pattern every twelve years. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see what I mean? Like, we got to start. That's when you become, right? When you practice astrology, not just talk about it. But practicing astrology is different, folks, than teaching it, talking about it. Much different. Because then you're actually in real time trying to apply certain principles to gain an outcome, not just materially, materialistically speaking. But spiritually speaking, right? Emotionally speaking, mentally speaking, all these things are within the context of being able to understand how these cycles work. So, bar none, right? If you're trying to produce a child, you if you want to say you want to get uh, get a sorry yoga where the moon is you know square uh, is in either conjunct or in one four seven or ten from uh, from I mean four seven or ten from Jupiter. Right. Well, then you would construct, consult an astrologer to say, "Hey, in about a year from now, right, when will the moon be in? When will the moon be conjunct Jupiter?" Hmm. It's that. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. And you watch the child come out, and you say, "See," and you be like, "It's almost like it's like a formula, like magic, like it works every time." <laughs> right. You take it to the bank. Mars conjunct moon, we got a Chandra Mongol yoke. Mm -hmm. You want a you want a female warrior, right? You, I mean, because there are female warriors. There's there's warriors that have the propensity to be able to handle the feminine side of of what we deal with as far as protection. So they have females that protect females. In other words, that's that's yeah. within the nature of creation. But nonetheless, right? They can never out do what the masculine side does in in the sense that the masculine integrity at its best can always outdo any woman at its masculine side and a woman can always outdo any man in its feminine integrity so that's the balance of the universe but they do they do cross over slightly right <clears throat> mm -hmm. so if we want that sister to come in and let's say we need a sister in our in our in our nation or country or village or whatever and we need that sister to be born to maybe be the one that kind of uh, like shepherds the others. We want a sister with the moon 
right, conjunct Mars with maybe an as strong aspect from Jupiter to give her that well-rounded sense of sensibility. You can create these beings, right? It's within the context of man to create. That is what we that is what we mean by when we say create in the fifth house sense. Does that make sense to you, my brother? Does that, that, that bring it bring it home to when we say when we create, you can create a being. You can well let's say not create, co-create. Because the, the supreme being will always have the ultimate outcome. Yeah. Our ultimate say of the outcome, but nonetheless, you still have an input on the timing of it, and timing is usually half the battle. So Indeed, when you're out there creating, right, co-create. Look at the timing. Look to see when Mars might be debilitated. Right. Try to say, well, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't make love. Let's wait about a month and a half. And then the next, and then Mars will move out of that position in the next nine months. And actually, Mars will then be in Leo, which is an excellent place to have Mars. So then, let's make love, baby. Mars is going to be strong. We need that that type of entity in our in our family, in our lineage, in our in our village, or whatever it is. That's how we that's how we create. Indeed. And with that. We'll leave it as such. We will touch on this subject and other matters, folks, so it won't be left here. But I just wanted to give you a, just a general kind of backdrop of why and how we look at a chart and why we see children either through one, the fifth house, two, the second, the fifth Lord, or three, Jupiter. Right? I hope that kind of expands it and unpacks it for some folks. Like I said, as we move on to different things, like female, when we talk about the female aspect of astrology, a lot more of these things will come out as far as you know how these things work. But for the most part, I think we've, we've gotten a good, good bead on, on how to look at this and how to understand why these connections are there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, um, like always, you know, um, this episode was brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group and Calaprusha Astrology um, and our Patreons. Um, remember, you know, um, go support us on, on Patreon, you know. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different packages and there's some uh, there's some good opportunities on there, too. Um, so definitely go check us out on Patreon. We'll, you know, go to our Instagram. You can get to everything from our link. And our profile on Instagram at Cosmic Convo on um, Instagram. It's the same handle. It's Cosmic Convo Convo's podcast on Facebook. So we have them there. Um, and also we've been starting putting the, um, the um, podcast on, on Facebook as well. So, you know, for all our Facebook people, um, if that's, you know, you feel, you know, it's easier for you to check out the podcast on Facebook. We're on there as well. So uh, make sure oh, you no, go. No, 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 stop there. Stop there. Yeah. Man, don't tell me I did this. Oh my god! <laughs> I did record. I got. I got back up. I got you backed up. Oh good. All right, brother. Good. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> I got you backed up. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but um, you know, for all our, our people on Facebook, um. You know, go check us out there. You know, if that's more easy, you know, uh, much more easier for you to uh, tune in. 
and share share with your people man let everybody know what you know what we got going on here so we can uh you know again take this astrological conversation um to whole new level and whatnot so um again i think this is another classic show um we're going to be back here next week with another great episode for you and um you know um brother Roth, you don't got nothing else to say man we can go ahead and close it out uh one thing i do have to say is to when um the podcast kind of makes a general announcement astrologically speaking keep your eyes and ears to the news and to uh, the, your surroundings and things that are going on. Um, there was a show I mentioned that uh, the way this virus is going to work is that during the summer months, <clears throat> um, the virus is going to um, <clears throat> uh, reduce itself to its essence and then come back full force, right? In the fall, and um, been I've been hearing it kind of gradually uh, before I even said I, I knew this was coming. I knew when I very first when it very first hit, I said, "Oh, this is just the beginning. Uh, this is not. This is nothing." When the fall hits, this is that's when we're gonna uh, truly be tested. But nonetheless, uh, astrologically speaking, I mentioned that in the show, in that when these things shift and change. This is why astrologically we can record and look up, say, yep, Rahu is going to be moving into this position. And at the same time, not only that, but the other planet is going to move into their positions to then create a further second, I don't want to say outbreak, but second wave of this right coming up. So just keep your eyes and ears open to the news, to the media to make sure, like, you know, when you hear that and you say, hey, you know, I think the podcast mentioned that that's something that could manifest out of this whole astrological thing, the way it's going, that, you know, it could re reintroduce itself or things can shift this way or go that way. You know, if you always just like when we talk about Iran or different things about the, uh, the eclipses, just kind of use these things to kind of provide yourself with what we call conviction, right? And conviction then builds the ability to understand and really use this science in a way that gives that level of confidence that you can now predict effectively. That's when you begin to see the patterns and say, yep, I'm confident if I say this, this is going to gonna manifest. And I've vetted it through all these different things. And I see it in real life events. And it's in the news. Then you begin to say, yep, I can start to predict comfortably. So just keep watch, right? And Pay attention and listen to what we say so that when it actually comes out right later on, you're already kind of ahead of the curve and you can verify the power of astrology. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, we're going to have a little promo video coming up, too, with some of those statements in there. So stay tuned to that. All right. Um, yeah. So, you know, um with that being said, um, thank you all for tuning in every week. Again, another shout out to our patrons and shout out to everybody who's listening to the podcast and showing us support. All right. And, um, you know, um, 
We'll be back here next week. Same place, same day. And we're out. Peace. Peace.